the internet, and welcome to season 144, episode one of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American share consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers. Woo-hoo. Fuck Fox News. Fuck Woo-hoo. Rush Limbaugh. Woo-hoo. Fuck Buck Sexton. Woo-hoo. Fuck Ben Shapiro. Fuck uh, everything. JK Rowling. Everything. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome it. to all the. All the new listeners who heard our radio advertisements, uh, and hopefully, uh, hop on in. Come you, on in. Yeah, come on in. It's the water's lukewarm. Uh, it is Monday, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka my co-host, a guy with no hair. His name is Miles. I do host a show with thighs bare. I'm Jack O'Brien. That is courtesy of Chrissy Yamaguchi, Maine. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I wish Trump would pull the feds out of Portland. And he could cut ties with all the racist lies that he's been preaching. And if you want to abolish the police, well, I would understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I was all over there with the pitch. Uh, my vocal Woo. teacher will not be, be very upset. I, okay, full disclosure, I've been paying for vocal lessons ever since Jamie and Lacey have been regularly shading Yo. me with their angelic voices. I'm sorry to my uh, my teacher, Marcia. I will do better next time. But Marcia. thank you to at Soltis Hannah, Hannah Soltis. Oh, man. Thank you so much for that jumper-inspired AKA. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of our favorite guests here, and it's been way too long. The funny, hey, the talented, the brilliant Amy Miller! Hi, guys. That singing What's was up? a mess. That was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, missed you guys. You. I missed that. Really I missed needed you. that. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's always blowing smoke up my ass, being like, no, yeah. that was good. That was Why would they do good. that? I don't yeah. know, because they think no. our show's like influential, maybe. No. The joke is on them. Oh, my, right. my mom um, has 40,000 cell phones she uses to subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> Miles, I feel like it's been a minute since I sent you an ugly baby photo. I know. Our <laughs> momentum died. We, oof, we had we a good, people? good run. Yeah, we can tell people. <laughs> we had a little DM thread going because we had a shared realization that some people, you know, get real eager with the new, the newborn photos, which are fine. <laughs> I understand yeah. the pride of a newborn yeah. child. You guys but sometimes about like this. the cone setting heads? them up, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, we had some momentum going. We're like ones where I was like, that account's private. You're going to have to screenshot it's, it and then send yeah. it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, they're so sticky. I got a whole bit out of it. I've been doing it for <laughs> a year. It, it crushes because people know. Yeah. People it know. is weird. There's just like, yeah, there's too if you have to like wipe it down a little bit before <laughs> we all we all see your baby. But yeah, we oh, you mean like at the hospital still type baby pictures, like where the baby yeah, is just well, right it's out it runs the of gamut. the body. Yeah, right out of the yeah. body. It does run the gamut because sometimes they're they have been wiped down, but they just still look like pained, um, unhappy about being outside the womb, which I totally get. I'd yeah. love to be in a womb right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, combine um, the feeling that you get when you first step out of a warm bath or the shower and then also like what you look like if you've been floating in water for days for nine months, you would be yeah, puffy so too. W- w- when Neo first arrives into the right. real world, 
<laughs> yeah, except they made him look good, okay? Yeah, they just but, shaved his eyebrows. But he still was just like, what the fuck Ugh, is this place? Yeah. Um, and no one wants to be photographed in that moment. Nobody. Yeah. Like, let's be respectful of our new babies and just give them a minute. Put a bow on, whatever. A bow tie. <laughs> I don't care. Something. We were just talking before uh, the degree to which you need to, like, meditate the part of yourself that as an adult, like, doesn't like stickiness uh, as mm -hmm. a parent is... Like you, you just need to work on that daily because stickiness is a perpetual state from the time they come out of the womb until <laughs> seventeen. They, yeah, basically seventeen. They Ugh, are sticky. The seventeen-year-old stickiness is not. Yeah, something it, but it's I it, like it evolves. Be. It evolves. All of your belongings <laughs> are sticky. You just need everything to be pleather, and uh, yeah. It's and Jack, really I it. do not need to work on it because I will not have children. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Nothing will be sticky forever. Ever. It's going to uh, be nice. Nice and smooth, slippery. Uh, all right. <laughs> slippery. I don't know why. That's gross, too. Uh, Amy, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Can't First, wait. we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. They are continuing to uh, target Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, more now than ever before, not just because of his first pitch at the end of last week, but uh, just going after him. Uh, CDC yeah. guidelines uh, are now favoring school reopenings. So we'll talk about how that came about. Uh, we'll talk about UFOs. We'll talk about what will Trump do if he loses the 2020 election. And then we'll talk about the shows that we rewatched or watched uh, on Netflix and uh, in my case, Hulu. Uh, I watched Palm ah. Springs. Uh, you guys watched the Netflix Indian phenomenon. Indian matchmaking. Indian matchmaking. Uh, so we'll talk about that. All that, plenty more. But first, Amy, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are or who we are as a culture? I mean, I've been looking at a lot of videos of Sam Rockwell dancing. Ooh, um, good dancer? He's an incredible dancer, Jack. What are you asking me? Wait, really? Yes. Are you yes. joking? I am not joking. What he's kind of dancing? They force him to dance in most of the movies that he's in. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and I've been, so my boyfriend's been out of town for like a month. And like, shout out to everybody who's been in quarantine alone this whole time because God bless. Um, I don't know how y'all have done it. Um, this is the longest I haven't had sex since I was a baby. Very slutty baby. Um, <laughs> oh, God. And so I just look at videos of Sam Rockwell uh. dancing. And it's, <laughs> it's your new porno? So hot. Yes. What's the best Sam Rockwell dance video? Like, what's that one you got in favorites? Uh, I mean. Oh, yeah. He played Bob Fosse. Yes. Oh, yeah, that right. one is okay. really good. Like, down the hallway. There's so many. It's very hard to say. Yeah, in this my mind, was... I'm like, was he dancing in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one? I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, that's uh... the only role you're familiar with, right, Miles? Yeah, yeah I don't. I didn't realize. Yeah, he was playing. So oh, that's cool too, Bob Fosse. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, know him as the Foot Clan gang leader. <laughs> like he's he's a legit, really good dancer. Like a gifted dancer. He's a legit gifted dancer. Yeah, he moves like gravity doesn't exist. Um, oh, oh. He's just, 
It's the best. I'm going to watch think, more after this. What was that one? Um, who's the dude? Was it Fred Astaire who did like the vacuum commercial like later on, like in the late 80s, or early 90s <laughs> well, when we were kids? He yeah. Didn't do it, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, they made his decision. Did it. Do you think like Fred Astaire <laughs> decades from now, like just some like lame marketing person? Like, I remember my grandma like loved the dancing of Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if we got that guy, that old footy, and put that in a commercial? I mean, do you I think when your so. name is Rockwell, you just feel like you have to dance because that that name you is have so... to be a break dancer yeah like if yeah, your name's exactly. rockwell like you have to you, you have, have to, be a to rock well yeah yes exactly. and he does and he it, i would rock. say he's much more fuckable than fred astaire which is not a surprise to anybody for the same reason we were talking about because fred astaire has been dead for many years right yeah not just that. Even oh, if taste. they were even if they were both dead. Okay. Um, Sam <laughs> like, hmm. Not if Fred dead. Astaire was alive, even if they were both dead. <laughs> He's just got a quality, you know, a very sexy quality. Yeah. It's it's cool to like find out the hidden gifts of our famous uh overlords, Sam Rockwell being a great dancer, uh, Chris Christopher Walken. I call him Chris because we're good friends. Chris mm-hmm. Walken, uh, wow. great dancer. Um, who 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 are some other people? I guess uh, Travolta, obviously. That was like kind of part of the initial package. Uh, my God! I mean, who do we think of? Uh, Me, I'm very. I'm a yeah, Amy Miller. I was gonna say uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, that scene of you. True. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. also T Pain. <laughs> I've been thinking. T Pain. Yeah. I've been thinking about T Pain a lot. Um, yeah. Great singer. Great natural singer. Yeah. Plays the piano and mm. can dance. He can do it all. People think he's just auto tuned, but no. No. My dream man is uh, the overlap between Sam Rockwell and T Pain. <laughs> is in my heart and loins. <laughs> That's where they overlap. Is in my dreams at night. Uh, Amy, what is something you think is overrated? I gotta say, leaving the house. Like, just <laughs> can you just relax for a yeah. second? We gotta. We have every entertainment <laughs> option in the world at our fingertips. Like, can you just for? We couldn't do it. We couldn't do it for two weeks. Yeah. Now we're yeah. months in. Like, just stay home. I mean, if you got to work, I get that. But like, if you like stay home, it's nice. If you have mm. a home, you're very, very, very blessed. <sighs> the socializing thing. Yeah. Just it's, some people just have to get out, you know, like their whole way of living is like to get out and socialize like the solitude thing. I think that's where like you quickly realize who's truly restored by the solitude and the people who truly need to be like around other people to get I'm, I'm realizing yeah. more and more like I'm like, I think I'll stay in the shadows for the rest of my life. <laughs> or don't necessarily need it, but just like are too afraid to stay. I think a big problem with it. it this hasn't been about like, these are my freedoms. I'm going. To, it's right. like we don't have an introspective culture. Like there's nothing scarier than being like. A, a working American and having to sit alone with your thoughts at home and your and your personality, however horrible it may be, people don't right. want to do that. I yeah. love to do that. Like I love to hang out with me. Um, mm. Stay home. I don't know. Just stay. It's nice. Draw a bath. You know what I mean. Learn how to roll sushi. Do something. <laughs> Just stay <laughs> home. 
Well, that's, the, what I've been, that's what I've been doing, is learning how to roll sushi. <laughs> they don't look good. But I know, I was going to say, I would fantastic. love to see those those early iterations. Oh, I'll send you some pics. <laughs> oh, They're please, yeah. uglier than the babies. <laughs> the babies. That we... <laughs> oh, no, I actually don't send them to Simil- me. I'm, I'm... Similarly malformed. Yeah. Yes, just as sticky, um, but, just, <laughs> but just delicious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I just got done doing 14 days inside uh my house and I I did need to get out just to like not be in the same physical space. I just need to like get in a car and drive to the grocery store. Yes. Um but that was it. I didn't need to interact with anybody. It was just yeah. like I felt like I was on house arrest for 14 You're like, days. God, when's yeah. that when's that new sports bar third base going to open up? <laughs> Love to hit that place up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watch some ESPN classics with the boys or people who are so terrified to lose their job, they have no choice but to come in and deal with patrons like me who are actively going <laughs> yeah. pandemic. Anyway, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I meant like on weekdays only. Like weekends yeah. are for the boys. You know, me and the boys <laughs> go out and hit the sports bar up, and then uh, you know, dubs really small. This with is no a thing I, I was thinking very early on. As you know, when LA was completely locked down, was do you think there are people running like illegal, like bro speakeasies? Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? absolutely. Like, where is that? In where are those investigations? Because you know, right? There's got to be someone willing to be like, dude, fuck that bar, dude. You've seen my fucking my rec room. Yeah, oh yeah. Bring thirty people down. I'll get a keg going. Like, just pitch in. Blah blah blah. I just feel like I'm that. Sure, there are card rooms where people are smoking inside and just. Laughing and talking and smoking in a basement. <laughs> but yeah. born out of like the pandemic where it's like, hey, we just, we got to get it on somehow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I know you people gamble. who are doing a somewhat responsible version of that and do it like turning their backyard into a casino, like outdoor drive in movie oh. theaters, basically, yes, like I have doing outdoor done, yeah. projections. That's pretty dope. Um, yes, that's I have good... been to uh, Megan Gailey's backyard to watch The Real Housewives. And oh, that nice. has been very restorative. But we stay away from each other and like, yeah, get out, go for a walk, of course. But yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just turned uh, the alley behind my house into a casino. I just <laughs> I'm just, just playing CeeLo craps. with some of the people yeah. who work at the yeah, the garage next door. But you know, yeah. I, I hit those head cracks every time on the car. <laughs> uh what is something you think is underrated, Amy? I mean, I'm really sorry to do this, but I have to say Sam Rockwell. I can't. (laughs) It's not just the dancing. He's he's the most underrated actor of our generation. I think, I mean, it's not that he doesn't get the roles. He gets the roles. He gets the roles. (laughs) He gets the roles. But he doesn't get the credit. I feel like a lot of people don't know his name. Um, Oh, absolutely A lot of people don't put enough respect on his name. He's just... He's a dream. He's a true dream. And I, as I've been obsessed for years, but didn't really like deep dive into like the Wikipedia and then did find out he is from the Bay Area, of course. Of course. And he very early on um, said that he was never going to have children. So we're pretty much destined to be together. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Sam, watch everything. He makes good choices too. It's not yeah. that he hasn't been in bad movies, but for the most part, he's been in really good movies and he needs bigger parts. Dear Hollywood, please. But maybe, you know, that happens a lot to those kinds of actors who are like, I'm not good. I'm going to do the ones I want to do. And then I'm sure they get really good parts put in front of them, but they're like, I don't think I want to be like in the equivalent of like a Will Smith 
type movie, so I'm not going to do that. And then it's just like, well, then you get these artsy pieces, Sam. Yeah, we tried to take you to the true. top, and you didn't want to do it. Yeah, but, he's an artist. And you know he's good because I would never promote a straight white man on this show or in my life. He's so good. <laughs> he is. Um, just so you know, I just if you're reading this <laughs> Wikipedia, I like how there's this thing that says, at age 10, he made a brief stage appearance playing Humphrey Bogart in an East Village improv comedy sketch with his mother. Aw, <laughs> that's so precious. <laughs> yeah, really close to his mom, loves his mom. That's actually uh, how he first came on my radar, was that performance. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I've been a you fan of his ever since, yeah. <laughs> Little Bogart? Oh my <laughs> God. I thought I'd never see you hear about that kid again. Um, Thinking about a 10-year-old boy playing Humphrey Bogart is one of the cutest things that I've ever imagined. Right. right. Can you imagine like people were in tears in that audience because it, it like it transcended <laughs> sketch comedy. They're like, it's something about this young man's <laughs> depiction of Humphrey that really. He's got it. It, it, it spoke directly <laughs> to How my soul. How comfortable he looked smoking those cigarettes was just yeah, an amazing sure performance. And his jawline. It's like, okay, hold on now. <laughs> Wait this, a second. This was a child in a comedy Ta- sketch. Okay. Can you give me either your number one or like number like one and one A performances slash uh, movies that he's been in? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Besides no, that. I mean, Miles I, love, sung that uh, I love him in Choke. As much as I'm angry at every second of my life that I spent reading Chuck Palahniuk books, um, <laughs> I wish I could have all that time back <laughs> and just go back in time and realize that it's not for me and it was never for any girl to read ever. Um, mm. He's so good in Choke. He's so good in that movie. There's a lot of sex in it, which mm. I enjoy watching him do. How but much dancing, though? Also dancing. Yeah, mm. I, I, I think he's forced to dance in everything. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, I think that might be my top. There's so many to choose from. Okay. I just love him Choke. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great as George W. Bush in Vice. Um, so good. So good. Yeah. And to, let's not forget Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How could, how, <laughs> how could we forget, Miles? How could oh, we forget? Oh shit. Were we forgetting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, uh, it is what it is, but. That uh, can't be true. Also, that can't be true. It's not the only film you know him from. You've seen him in many, many things. But like everybody I've only seen else, one film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, don't... the 1990 <laughs> classic. You just don't <laughs> file it away. With Judith people... Hogue playing April O'Neil. I mean, talk about someone who's really underrated. I mean, she really should have had a career. I'm really, oh. Yeah. Uh, he's not in Secret of the Use. No, he's just in the first one. No, he was just like this, like cigarette smoking, like ruffian guy who was like recruiting like wayward yeah. teens to be part of the Foot Clan. Yeah, it was one of his first movies. Uh, Amy, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false, or vice versa? Uh, I was talking to my mom about this last weekend, and I think the the myth of um, you can't change a man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Y'all are so stupid. Like, of course, of course we can change. What? Like, don't you guys feel like you've been changed by women pretty oh, yeah. easily and well, willingly? I think it's, that's the thing is you can't change uh, a, a man who has no willingness or openness to like, I think love or anything like that. I think 
being yeah, in love can. with somebody if you're has, really good if you're really good at it you can yeah you could but i feel like i've <laughs> done i think i've done the kinds of work out of the kinds of shit where maybe someone would be like you can't change a man because i loved somebody and i realized i'm like oh yeah like it's not just they're saying i'm wrong or something but like i can do better and in this relationship i can you know move to a higher plane through that uh yes for, yeah so for sure and also like let's be real on a superficial level oh my god how quickly i've changed because someone was like do you like harry potter i'm like yeah yeah i fuck with harry potter hardcore so. <laughs> yeah for entertainment <laughs> yeah. i mean not anymore we're not allowed to fuck with no harry no anymore, see and that's why I, I was on the wave before anybody you know what entertainment I mean? mm -hmm. clothing the house decorations you know like all the decor yeah there's so many things that are so easily changed oh yeah i mean yes I, I actually haven't heard that myth that much. It's so long. You've never heard someone say you can't change a man? I don't think so. I don't know why it's on my mind. He's always it's probably because yeah. I've been thinking about Sam Rockwell not wanting to have children so much. Um, right. Because I also don't want to have children, but I want to have his, and I'm like, I'm like working, I'm like working on it. Whoa. Okay. So hold on. You just you your policy shifted quite dramatically. You went from I want to be childless to. The only reason I am on this earth potentially to procreate is is because of Sam Rockwell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have Sam Rockwell's babies. We would both have to change our minds, but I do feel like I could I could do it. You know, yeah. I can change. I feel like I could change any man. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, absolutely. Is that like? Is that is that cocky? With enough <laughs> rope and ether, I mean anything. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And Dr. Anthony Fauci, who had been enjoying the benefits of, of rumors that he was a, uh, a good athlete, um, <laughs> we no longer can uh, fully accept that after he threw out the first pitch at a Nationals-Yankees game. Uh, but uh, he's, he's not in great... He's probably in the most undesirable position that oh, yeah. you could imagine of a public figure uh, yeah. right now. You're a um, health expert yes. <laughs> during a pandemic in the Trump administration. Yeah, it's kind of impossible. Um, yeah. But yeah, so despite his years of education, experience, his dire warnings, uh, all of that, he's just being ignored uh, because they're not good for polls, essentially. Yeah. They've done everything, too. Like sidelining him they're like okay have him stand like further away from the microphone so he doesn't yep. say something competent uh and juxtapose that with the president being like yeah if you just if you just uh hit a bunch of lysol through a rag in your mouth you can get a pretty <laughs> wacky high um you know and he's been smeared there was like that navarro piece and it's just you know, it's it, the only thing he's doing is speaking the truth from his perspective as an expert because he actually gives a fuck if people lose their lives in a preventable way. And because of that, uh, all of this friction with the with the right means that now he's really like becoming the enemy of like the corona doubting crowds because he says shit like recently he was asked, like, what do you think about a potential end of the pandemic and how we can start moving into some sort of you know, forward rather than just like utter chaos phase. And he says, quote, I certainly don't think we're near the end of this. Uh, if you look at what's going on in the United States, that's for sure. And he's just unequivocal. You know what yeah. I mean? He's saying that very honestly, because, yeah, if you look at what's going on, 
uh, comparatively. We're not doing the, we're not testing like how we need to be. We're not containing how we need to be. Or there's no contact tracing. And it's that sort of honesty that is now making him like a legitimate target of violent threats that his family, him and his family are now under a security detail because yeah. it's just like, it's gone past like, person that you know in the culture wars the right were getting just like angry at to now like people are making like i get apparently legitimate enough threats that he has a security detail yeah and you know this is the we we had talked before about how people had noticed that there was a security detail at his house and he wasn't speaking about it but he told cnn at the end of last week that they're getting like serious threats on their lives and i mean this is pretty uh easy to understand because the president's followers are you know the QAnon set who threaten people's lives constantly uh and have made serious you know what in one case killed a uh mobster because QAnon told them to and just threaten people's lives all the time based on you know wild uh conspiracy theories yeah and the He's even, you know, he said he's gone through similar sort of harassment when he was sort of the focal point during the HIV AIDS uh, epidemic. And but when he's when he's like sort of reflecting on it now, he says, quote, it's really a magnitude different now because of the amount of anger as much as people inappropriately, I think, make me somewhat of a hero, which I'm not a hero. I'm just doing my job. There are people who get really angry at thinking I'm interfering with their life because I'm pushing a public health agenda. And when you think of how you know, what the takes are coming out of the conservative media biosphere, trashosphere, uh, you know, like on Sinclair Broadcasting, uh, you know, where they have all kinds of shows that are syndicated to millions of people in this country. They have people like the Plandemic Woman, uh, who is like in that that documentary, uh, Judy uh, Mikovits, who is like a disgraced like researcher. She's right. out here saying stuff like this on television right now and not getting checked. This is her on Sinclair basically saying, like, being asked, like, so what do you think Dr. Fauci's hand is in all of this pandemic? I believe Dr. Fauci has um, manufactured the coronaviruses in monkey cell lines and shipped them from and paid for and shipped um, the the cell lines to Wuhan, China, um, now for at least since 2014. He published that fact and funded the studies uh, that were published uh, in 2015. Okay, so that's something that's being said out loud on broadcast (laughs) television. That's... Yeah. I wonder when is Fauci just gonna go full rogue and like quit his job and then say whatever the fuck he wants. It's like such a hard position. I think all these health experts are in. It's like, yeah, I could, and then I just know it's just gonna cause more problems for me. Like, it's clearly the people who are willing to believe me. I can say what I need to, and they understand. Then there's other people. Every time I open my mouth, it makes my position more untenable. But I mean, there's such a mass exodus of a lot of experts already because of this administration, and especially now where they're like, I don't know what good I am either way because I'm telling people what needs to be done, and I'm just being harassed or just shouted out. Right. Um, yeah. But that Poor um, Fauci. That, it didn't end there because Larry Clayman, who is another lawyer who's like runs Judicial Watch and I believe is suing the Chinese like in Texas because of, you know, he's saying like they did this to us with the China virus. He's also on this show and 
he was asked like, okay, well, you're, this host uh, who is like, what's his name? Eric Bol- Bowling, who was used to be on Fox, uh, but he was fired. Um, he doesn't push back at all and just says like, okay, so you're from your opinion as a, like a lawyer, what do you think? This is the beginning of what Larry Klayman is saying on the heels of this woman saying like he manufactured the virus. Well, we're looking at a possible RICO case, Eric, and we're analyzing that right now. But what it appears happened is the Chinese got that virus. And we know that $3.7 million was given as a grant during the Obama administration to that Wuhan laboratory. That's not in dispute. And the Chinese then engineered it into a bioweapon. So what happened here actually is relevant. Okay. So, yeah, he's talking who, about who is oh, Larry Clayman. He's a who? lawyer. He is just a just a absolute He's jam of a turd. some crazy shit, <laughs> hey. if you ask me. As the, as the Southern Poverty Law Center calls him, a pathologically litigious attorney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like he sued, he sued the, the Iran Supreme Leader and even his own mother. That's not even a joke. That's like part of this whole like first sentence describing him. So... You know, he's talking about hitting, you know, they fuck around and caught a Rico, I guess, uh, with this Wuhan thing. Like, for people who don't know, the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act, that's used to take down the mob. You know what right. I mean? Like, that's what. And so he is saying this is akin to this group. There's clearly an organized group here who he's saying are the uh, the people who are in charge of this. And Everything he said has been so thoroughly debunked from like his whole 3.7 million. That that figure was like less than 1 million that he's actually referring to. And that then seems the I- very low also to like get people in your own country sick and dead. Yeah. <laughs> 3 million? Yeah. Just yeah. to. Yeah, but you know, you they, people would notice otherwise. So they're just, you know, seeding it with small investments uh, because. You know, it, it's got to be a long, long-term plan. Well, this it's is, just, I mean, you get it, though. This part of the population has just spun off so far from, you know, the reality. It's, it's really... Well, it's just so, you know, I think, again, with any conspiracy theory or anything, it's always a group of people who feel powerless, who need an easy way to explain their powerlessness. Like, right. it can't just be... Well, I don't know. That's too much of a civics lesson to understand. Like, what are you talking about? Our system? No, no. Like, they planned this, right? Some evil, like, because talk to me in movie speak. There are people in an evil laboratory who made this, right? And then they shipped it. That's how it worked. And then they did that. to. Okay, I like that better. It's like, that's who this appeals to is someone who's completely unwilling to really examine that something like this could occur. Um, But then there's also, you know, like everything, there's also plenty of evidence to show that People have been willing, like pe- the government has infected people for like experimental reasons. And there's like little threads of history you can tug on to begin to, you know, try and pull yourself into this. But it's just so, so dangerous and despicable when we're like, we're also talking about opening schools and we have TV stations broadcasting this nonsense. Yeah, right. So the CDC has now shifted their uh, policy to say that they're going to open schools um well they're just saying that that wasn't the or or that they it's a possibility right yeah it's definitely they're they're saying like look if you got to open them these are the guidelines and they they but they also make the case that yes it is important like schools are yes undeniably important to like you know your your well-being your your educational formation um 
it said that, you know, they're talking about the harm uh, that it could lead to by having schools closed for too long. Quote, it can lead to severe learning loss and the need for in-person instruction is particularly important for students with heightened behavioral needs. Um, and then, you know, they're saying like the schools are also essential because they get food, mental health care, speech language therapies, things that are just specific to school. And they say that more just to make like the broad case that like, yes, having a school open is a good thing. But then they're also like talking about, you know, what would happen in like an actual pandemic, like that they're saying, hey, if you're in a community where it's bad, you should close up. So it's this both sidesy thing that you see the CDC having to do because Trump like gets angry when they're like, don't spit straight facts, like say, you know, schools are good if they open, but then be like, but then I think for them as scientists are saying, but like, obviously, if there's real bad transmission, like a high rate of transmission in that community, like you, you probably want to second guess it. So, so it, it, but it feels since weird. when has anyone actually given a shit about schools or public schools in particular? It's like all of yeah, a sudden right. y'all are pretending like this is a high priority when it's never been something that's been valued. And again, as we discuss, kids, you cannot stop them from being sticky. They're going to be sticky and they're going to stick coronavirus to their <laughs> bodies and then... Right. Take Come it home. home, yeah, to <laughs> adults who are susceptible to it. And it's like, yeah, you cannot, you can't keep kids away from each other. You can't keep kids from sharing germs. It's just, they're disgusting. Right. Um, sorry, Jack. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the logic and- is like, they're saying it's like, yeah, but you know, kids, it's like they make up for less than like a 10th of a percent of like fatal cases. I think only 7% of like overall. So like in a way, like they're fine. But it's just such a weird thing for this. Like, you'd think just in general, it's like, yeah, but, like, nobody's putting their kid at risk. Like, that's just not on the table. Like, it shouldn't be no, a possibility. No, people will, though. It. Plenty of people will. That's the thing. Because... Out of necessity. Out of necessity and also out of just not believing the science. But, yeah, people have to go to work. Like, I get it. And it is so valuable to have your kid in a regular school. We don't want a whole generation of homeschooled freaks. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> a bunch of weird Mormon children. Um, no, it's not going to be good. But I think for six more months or a year, like you know, yeah. we can do, we can figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I totally identify with the the parents uh, who who want their kids to go back to school. It is right. the difference between in-person school learning and Zoom learning for a four-year-old is like, it's just impossible to get a four-year-old to like engage with a lesson that's happening on Zoom. But at the same time, like we, you have to do what is best for the health of the community and yeah, you have to, I don't know, like that. It's also a thing where American capitalism is sort of forcing people's hands because we don't have a social safety net to, that is there for people who, and just an overall culture that is there to be like, no, it's okay if you need to oh, you lost your job? take okay, time let's off. Right. Or even if you don't lose your job, if you need to take time uh, off from your job to well, hold supervise on. You a man? your children. You a man? Right. All right. You exactly. get uh, four weeks. Right. You toting it. You toting it. All right. If you're toting, right. we'll give you a couple months. It's like, and yeah, there's just really a, yeah. I mean, we do have a lot of um, out of work 
comedians and performers that can provide childcare, which is great for me because um, I do know for the next year there's going to be solid work opportunities with parents that right. just want to not look at their children or teach them <laughs> shit for a day. The next generation right. of teachers were making us laugh this whole time. <laughs> it's like, I oh, thought... I can get a, I can get a four-year-old to engage with this lesson on Zoom. Here we go. They like I'm wigs. Gonna be... <laughs> I'm going to be like, do you do wigs? I thought I was teaching them, but it <laughs> turns out the whole time they were teaching me. Uh, I mean, tier. this is definitely the plot <laughs> of the next Dangerous Minds Uh for oh. sure. Like a, <laughs> a Thank you. Thank yeah. you for Cynical, making yeah. me right. Michelle Pfeiffer. That's so oh, nice. Hell yeah. No, you were <laughs> Coolio in this one. Uh, the, <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> The whole thing that like they did a poll recently of teachers and even the teachers, right? The people who know more than anyone, like they're the people who are actually day-to-day like, you know, raising and educating our kids. You know, they obviously know the value of what it means to be in person to teach but even when they're asked, 57% of these surveyed teachers said they were very concerned about exposure. 18% moderately. Only 25, so 25% said that they were either not too concerned or not concerned at all about being exposed to the virus. And it's mm. interesting because there was also another poll showing that uh, 25% of teachers also thought the Civil War was fought over labor laws. So either way, <laughs> you know, I think. It seems like people want to maintain remote learning because three fourths of teachers said they would prefer to work remotely. So even that crowd that's like, eh, you know, man, remote is fine. You know, there is there is a scarily significant chunk of the population that has now just completely disconnected from just come unattached from reality, uh, and it's been happening. It's been brewing in the background for a long time. Uh, Trump exacerbated it. Uh, the QAnon conspiracy is exacerbating it. But the fact that Trump still has 40% approval, all 40% of those people have to believe to some degree that he is right when he says that, like, it's being exaggerated, uh, that it, you know, they're, they're probably open to the idea that Fauci and Obama were, like, manufacturing it. Like, all mm -hmm. these just wild conspiracies. And that brings me to this story that was in the uh, Houston Chronicle a noted socialist zine, the Houston Chronicle, uh, about what is going to happen when Trump uh, doesn't admit that he's lost the 2020 election if he if he loses it, um, because this is you know there's sort of a groundswell of concern among legal scholars, uh, experts. We've been saying it for years that Michael Cohn pointed it out in his testimony before Congress that Trump. You won't get him out of the White House unless he's in handcuffs. Like he's not going to leave on his own accord. And a bunch of legal scholars are, you know, so, some are saying, scoffing at the idea and saying, surely he will be forced out by the uproar that will uh, come out. But there. You also like, those BLM marches, right? Right. <laughs> and have you seen the have you seen their response to an actual pandemic that is actually killing people around them? Like that it's not just the media saying the thing, it's their eyes saying the thing that disagrees with what Trump is saying and they're still not willing to buy into it. What makes you think that they are going to be like, yeah, but now the New York Times says that uh Trump <laughs> lost this election? Like he is, you know, it's just so 
easy to imagine the a scenario where it's close, like within five percentage points, and he, you know, some people are pointing pointing out that it takes longer to count the mail in votes, which will be, uh, you know, so yeah. if a if a state like a breaks early for Trump or is he's leading by a little bit, he could just declare it uh, uh, that he won that state and declare that he won the election before the um, blue correction comes in is what it's being called. Um, there's, it's just, well, it's hard for him to get out of there. There's so many stairs involved right? and we know he doesn't like stairs. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to get back to the fucking hanging chats. Oh, wasn't that a good time? Yeah. We were all talking about chats. The, it's, uh, (laughs) this is, I feel like this election is going to make us, uh, really miss the hanging chads because this is going (laughs) to be, that was at least a time when both sides were like, okay, whoever wins this legal battle, we, the other side will concede. And that was agreed on. And that's what happened. Um, but, it's, just, but yeah, I, but I guess that's the other thing is I'm cu- curious to know how many people in Congress be defect when it gets to that point. I mean, because, let's look at what has happened in the past. Like, let's look at how they've responded to uh, the Ukraine scandal. Let's look at how they've responded to coronavirus. Like, everybody's too scared of him to contradict him because if he does stay in power, like, well, there's some, they've but there seem how to be vindictive some, it is. There seem to be some things, right? Where like, like Liz Cheney broke like from Trump, like on certain things with like Fauci there are like certain things or certain issues for some people like McConnell couldn't say like, you know, heads or tails on like other certain items that Trump has pitched out there, I guess, just to seemingly seem like there's a level of normalcy there. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's there's a lot of things that I feel like the P his supporters are going to be the people that are actually going to cause the disruption. I'm not sure how much. You know, like if the military says, yeah, we're with Trump, like based on the even though the, the you know, the exchange of power has to happen on the 20th of January, how many people go, yeah, that's true. Like, this is all bullshit. Uh, we don't care what like y'all say, like Trump is president. I think the real dis- the, the chaos factor comes from the supporters who like who are like, oh, armed and have right. been saying like there was that Alex Jones clip from very early in the presidency when they were looking into the Russiagate stuff that if you try to come for Trump's power, like get ready for the streets to run red with your blood like that. That's been what they've been saying his supporters since day one. I just don't I think we're in for a a more terrifying scenario than like I think people are still covering this like it's going to be an election and and not like it's going to be just utter chaos and just History. we're going to see our our uh institutions completely under attack and you know we like uh, it's going to be really a existential this election is going to be an existentially threatening uh you know crisis for American democracy. Like I, I think there's, I would be surprised if that didn't happen. Um, yeah. Even if he leaves willingly in January, I, I have night. I am like kept up at night thinking about what happens between November and January. You know what I mean? Like that alone is like so scary to me. That lame duck period. 
Yeah. 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 Well, it's uh, it's going to be, I think it's the same thing, right? Like in 2016, people are like, nah, there's no way some racist, like fucking, this guy's going to fucking win, like over right. an actual politician. And people are like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. And I think maybe that could be the thing people aren't, this is the new dimension of it that people aren't willing to see. It's like, of course, he's he's not going to go that far and say, you know, an L's an L. You know, I think Trump even knows that he's if you he take he's going to take the L on the chin and just keep it moving. And I think, yeah, that's going to be the hard thing uh, to watch. Yeah. I mean, the Democrats are now saying that they need to win in a landslide for like they're like, well, that's just why we need to win in a landslide. But that. That can't be the solution. The, nobody's won a landslide in six presidential elections. Like, and now the Democrats are going to cede everything from like a five percent victory down to Trump. Well, that, well, that, I, that is mostly the for the optics, so his narrative can't catch hold more than like that's the solution. Because I think right. either way, like it's Biden already, you know, like he's already got like hundreds of lawyers already signed up and tens of thousands of people who are going to be at polling places to try and like stay on top of everything. But they even know too. It's like, they already can tell that he's probably going to try and certify results that like from a different, like not the actual secretary of state. That's probably the party's results and submit those. It's going to be, it's going to be all kinds of bullshit. So I think, yeah, it's just, they're just going to flood the zone with bullshit. This is a fun show. It's funny. Exciting. (laughs) Um, light. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with less serious. uh, (laughs) We'll come back with some lead poisoning statistics. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. And we're back. So you guys watch the same show. I think we can basically focus on What's it called? Indian matchmaking. Indian matchmaking. Indian matchmaking. Indian matchmaking. Uh, for the remainder, I saw Palm Springs. I'll just say, What'd you it was, think? I, I liked it. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I loved I, it. I, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, I had the, no idea what the movie was until yeah. I started watching. I go, Yo, what? The, I like looked over at her match. I go, What the fuck is going? What? What? I like. Yeah, I had it's no. It's hard to. It's hard to talk about, but it's so sweet and funny, and it's such a good love story. Yeah. Um, with the director twist. called it a sequel to a movie that doesn't exist, and I think that's a good description and a good tease yeah. that doesn't like really ruin anything. And it has like a- enough Lonely Island in it that it's like got some really really funny scenes. That but it's also like their most mainstream movie. Like they, they yeah, there are also it. long chunks without like a a big joke or right. a solid laugh and it's totally okay. Like the coordinated like dance a- routine is awesome. Um, yes. <laughs> one of my favorite coordinated dance routine scenes uh, this year. I'll, oh, I'll, like I'll when he's walking through the wedding? That and also when they show up at the bar, oh, like yep. once they just decide <laughs> yeah. that they're like in it together. They're stuck. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. <laughs> they pull up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I right. loved it. Yeah, I did too. I highly recommend it. Wait, Let's so I mean, out. I I haven't seen do, do the trailers or anything give anything away about it like are people just no. are seeing the graphic that they just know it's Andy Samberg in a Hulu movie called Palm Springs. Listen, we love we love 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 in this culture right now 2020 a photo of someone floating in a pool. Right. <laughs> overhead <laughs> That's true. overhead pool pic 
Yes. Sunglasses and a floaty is like a very pervasive image. I think mm. that's like enough to sell something now. Yeah. Yeah, right. There's little hints that like when I went back and looked at the poster, I was like, ah, they did this. And that's yeah. why the pool is very long. Uh, so it, oh. it almost looks infinite. Um, so that's wow. it. Don't. No I didn't spoilers, spoil shit. Jack. It's just a big pool, Amy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> also, big J.K. Pool. Simmons, I can watch in anything. Oh, I mean, so good in this. <laughs> when his character pulled up the first time, I was like, oh, I, that's <laughs> when I was truly like, okay, what fuck. is happening? Right, yeah. I guess I'd, I first yeah. and the last time that his character appears like are so epic. He's yeah. so good. So yeah. great. Uh, all right, but let's talk about what the, the people real, are actually here to hear us talk about, and that we'll is find Indian love. Ma- matchmaking. Oh, Amy, Indian matchmaking. I've um, only seen the first two episodes, but I, so good. I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking this whole thing up when I have a chance. I'm watching every bit. It's, I think I really love it too because you know we're so used to seeing like reality shows like this that are so centered around like Western cultures that I'm like, yes, fool. like, like now, like the media, like the way people are developing shows, like someone just went to college, like there's other countries we can talk about too. And it sounds like people like it. So let's do this more now. Mm. Dude, it's- yeah. I would watch a Netflix show about dating. Of any- They also just added a, a, like dating on the spectrum or something. Love on the spectrum. Like any, any group trying to find love or date, like I will watch that show. Yeah, no, like um, cis het white people. Like we've 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 reached peak cis het white romance content. Yes, like, yeah, let's start yeah. branching out. We know how it goes. Shots, shots, shots. That's every first date on those shows. <laughs> so yeah, it's this... so good. But I can't. I, and I hate. I hate to bash a woman at any time. But like Aparna, no. Just okay, no. Right. You're so mean and rude. There, so this, so the show, right, is about this woman, Seema, who is just like, she is the fucking matchmaker, okay? Like, she, she's she got clients across the globe. She's like, what you need, what you want. Like, let me put these marriages together. And again, you know, they're showing that in, in the Indian culture, there are love marriages where people like, you know, like what I think most people are used to meeting on your own. And then you have your relationship and then you get married there or these other marriages that are arranged but the people still have the ability to thumbs up or down the partner that's put in front of them. Um, and that's the more traditional way. And so she goes around and she consults with these different uh, Indian people from around the world. They could be in Mumbai. They could be in Houston. They could be in New Jersey, anywhere. And just sort of being like, okay, so what are you looking for? What's your mom looking for? Okay, let me find, let me see what I have in my Rolodex and I'll set something up. This woman, Aparna from Houston... When she showed up, it was so funny because I remember on Twitter, Aparna's name kept coming up in people's tweets. And I was like, what did Aparna Nancherla do? I'm like, fuck. Yeah, they're like, she's never I remember done people being like, wrong. they're like, Aparna, yo, they're like, Aparna's bullshit or something. Like, I was like, oh no, what's going on? And I only connected it as I watched this. I'm like, okay, this is what they're talking about. And yeah, she's. She's got, I think it's like, what's interesting is that you realize no matter the culture, people have the same fucking hangups that prevent them from like actually meeting people that could be good Mm -hmm. for them because they have this self-created identity that they have to adhere to without giving any kind of flexibility to like, Uh, something different could be good for me. She's got a lot of walls up and Mm -hmm. I don't even know how she has like close friends because she's got those two like good friends that they've clearly been friends since like high school or whatever and it's like. Oh, you just been putting up with her bullshit for this many years. 
She negs. That's the whole. It's like she read the game, right? And then tried to do that as a woman, and it is just not cute. She is so mean. Yeah. So the, negative. The and then we learn about like I didn't realize the other thing is like it's educational, right? Because I I knew sort of uh, as a con- like conceptually about how marriage works in India and things like that, but when you start getting into the jargon, like how much astrology matters. How like bio she got data. bio data? Oh like, yeah, that man read her star chart, and he yeah. was like, "You're miserable to be around." I saw it <laughs> in the stars. The stars told me you're too negative. Mm. I'm like, "Bitch, we all know." I didn't have to look at the stars. The bio data, though, I love how when I first heard her mention that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like they don't play. Like it must have like EKGs and things like that. <laughs> it's a fucking. It's a word document with a thumbnail of like a headshot. It's a and, resume. Bio- yeah, it's yeah. A, not biotechnical. Like I, I was definitely. <laughs> I don't biology. know what. What would your bio data read, Amy? <laughs> well, it's funny the number of those dudes that like do mention comedy, either performing it or loving it, <laughs> or podcasts. And, and, yeah, I'm a podcaster, oh. and Aparna was straight up like, I hate comedy, and I don't want anyone funny, and I hate being with someone who has a sense of humor. Like, oh, yeah, I saw that in the trailer. She's like, you know I hate comedy. <laughs> that <makes> <laughs> That's so funny. Comedy? What a strange my, thing. I think my bio data could look okay, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I went to a good school. I have a fun job. I mean- not in the last six months. The bio data has really tanked. What's your uh, What's your uh, quarantine bio data look like? <laughs> what are your values? I guess like rolls bad sushi, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but really gives it the effort. Willing um, to shade photos of newborns with you, her favorite yes. pastime. Does a lot of comedy on Zoom, you know? It's um, it was weird though. I realized how much like I sort of. Uh, sort of flippantly look at podcasting too because like I saw the one guy's thing mentioning he's a podcaster and like I rolled my eyes and I'm like motherfucker that's you and I was like right (laughs) right that's also true but it's like weird how I had the reaction of like you know the quote unquote a normal person or how people talk about podcasts and I was like yeah damn man he should be doing something else (laughs) you should get a real job (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I I think hey if you like love and you want to see something new uh, it's man the fucking weddings. I still need to go to. I've never been to an Indian wedding. I've only mm-hmm. worked an Indian wedding. Uh, I would <laughs> love to be on the other side of that where I could actually participate rather than like making uh heat transfer T-shirts that I did at one Indian wedding at a company I used to work for. Uh, we were like <laughs> printing like n- like newlywed merch for the guests as they leave. I'm like, yeah, so I can put this on a tote, uh, a T-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> or like this like, I'm or sorry. I'll give you a sticker. Yeah, yeah. No, I was like very like Western wear, but that was like my own. Like that's how like next level the thing was. And when I see all these weddings, I'm like, damn, weddings too, man. Remember, there's so just a lot of things them you all long the way for. to the wedding. Uh, I haven't seen one go follow all well, the way to I the wedding. I think there is a wedding at the end, but we're not at the end. I have like two episodes left. But I also love the like when Harry met Sally thing they do at the beginning where they do have like older couples that were arranged marriages that they're still like yeah they've been together for thirty years and they still like flirt a little bit but they're also like kind of hate each other. <laughs> I'm kind of curious though, like what how this matchmaker would do like if I was in that position, like if I was like yeah you know I'm just kind of looking for a black anise you know somebody who gets you know I don't have to explain too much like we both get it. <laughs> Uh, you know, and then like likes weed and arsenal. Is that it? Is can does that work? <laughs> she can find anything. She's incredible. I, I mean, know. I'm, 
You saw the one girl was like, oh, we're from like Guyana, Guyana, but we're Indian. Nobody ever thinks we're Indian. And then she just like found another Indian person from Guyana. Yeah. And they were not vibing at all. They were not vibing. I also love, so I love the way those Netflix dating shows are shot. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. Even the, like, dating around, I love, like, love on the spectrum. They just look good. I just I'm watched fully dating with around. it. Dating it's around so good. is shot like a film. Like, it's lit cinematically. All the cinema, it's very cinematic, which I is know, really I, weird. It is. And it's like a Charlie Kaufman film where it's like. Because someone will like turn the corner and then the ne- and then the next shot, it's like a different, a different person. Date. And yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I hope they do every possible race of people, every fringe group, every like condition. Like, I'm yeah. in. I think, yeah. Oh, just just take me on a journey of new cultures, please. <laughs> That's the we're responsibility. Gonna get, we're going to get Black and Knees dating on Netflix any day now. With your host, Miles Gray. <laughs> <laughs> would it be impossible to create a reality show from inside China? Like, would the Chinese government make that? Like, they probably wouldn't allow it to, well, to happen, you would, I'd imagine. I guess they there would have There have been to... really good articles about like the so- social scenes and dating scenes of young people. Yeah, the or the Republic. documentaries I've seen or like, you know, like the rap game in China right now and yeah. things like that have been really interesting. But yeah, I guess it. I think you probably have to do it pretty surreptitiously and like just be like, no, nah, we're just shooting some stuff and then take that footage out and then cut it together. Like, I don't know. You if... know, they're too busy creating viruses to kill Americans. <laughs> right. Meeting up with Dr. Fauci. Yeah, <laughs> with the whatever lining stomach line. Oh God! Um, Please just stay home. <laughs> how, how many of the people on the India matchmaking have ill-defined professions like entrepreneur and no, uh, they got, dental assistant? And, no, they coming through with degrees, yeah. bro. No, they got, they got legit jobs. Yeah. There's yeah. a girl who's like who looks like eighteen, <laughs> and she's like, "I just became a veterinarian." I'm like, right. You are so young. There's one guy who's a teacher. Have you seen the teacher guy yet? No. Because he, oh, okay. Yeah, he's sweet. He's like a elementary school teacher in Austin. And he's, I think, like, for sure has done some open mics. Like, I've seen him before. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> but I was watching with a friend, and they were just immediately like, something happened with this man's dad. And I was like, what? And just, like, straight out of the gate was like, he is this way because his dad did something wrong and left. And then five wow. episodes later, he's like, my dad killed someone and went to jail Whoa. when I was a child. And I'm like, wow. how did you see that? Because he's just like skittish, you know? Wait, who saw that? Uh, the friend, a friend I was watching with. Whoa. Uh, does, she, does this person want a podcast? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah. They love to. Just um, reading people from reality clips. They're like, okay, right. let me see. 100%. I was like, <laughs> how did you know what happened specifically to this man? I need you to come with me yeah. just in my life. Like, if I ever date again and tell me, like, oh, this is what happened to him. And she's like, wow. and I'm sorry to that man, but something happened. <laughs> something happened. Um, wow. Well, Amy. It has been so wonderful as always. So having wonderful. You. Uh especially that second act. That was a that was a blast, I'm sure, <laughs> for uh you and everyone. Uh talking about how we're all gonna die soon. Uh where can people find you and follow you and enjoy you? 
experience your gifts um follow me on instagram at amy miller comedy twitter is just amy miller i got it and then um you know i don't have any dates or anything but i am it's just a little secret this is a hot this is a hot topic um am shooting my first comedy special next week a very weird thing to do right now but we're doing it i can't say anything more about it but it's coming 30 minutes Amazing. of Amy Miller. Wow. Yeah. Is that awesome. uh, okay? I like that. I I've can't seen, tell you anything. I saw someone else. I saw, yeah, there's some cool. I've seen people, you know, there's working. shit happening. Socially yeah. distanced comedy specials. Yeah, yeah. With like the whole audience getting tested and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But yeah, follow me and um, listen to my podcast, Who's Your God, that I do with Steve Hernandez, who also is a. Beloved also a favorite guys. Yes. yeah yeah and check yes. out I've, I've even been on that show so if you want to hear about my lack of relationship with god check that episode out yeah you were you were great um we're still doing it it's our 150 150th episode today oh, oh wow amazing. talking about god is that's a lot of times to do it but mm-hmm. we love it and it's very funny and check it out is there a tweet or some other act of social media that you've been enjoying Okay, so yes, so you have to see James Austin Johnson's Trump impression. It is fucking crazy good. It is truly the best Trump impression I've ever seen. It's so funny. He really nails the like, I didn't even realize until I saw James do this, like Trump just like never like closes his mouth, like his teeth never touch. You know what I mean? He's got this space, like open space in his mouth. It's so crazy good i watched it 20 times last night i did retweet recently like one of his videos so if you go to my twitter you can see it james austin johnson's so funny he is a great trump and he does a great louis ck and i think those are his two impressions uh very beloved people i mean it's it's our favorites he should be Uh, on snl yesterday so good our favorite redheads um yes he's a ginger too when James I, Austin Johnson's a ginger. I didn't realize the teeth never touching thing either until you just said that, and then I did it with my <laughs> mouth, and I look like Trump when I do it. So that's, that's an amazing. Uh, it's weird. Uh, yeah. Miles, where can people find you, follow you, and what's tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, and also on my other podcast. 420 Day Fiance, you know, just talking about 90 Day Fiance, you know, that other just seminal show that bridges the the, the gaps between countries. But what's um, the 420 for? Oh, for weed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for pot, dad, yeah, for weed. For pot, pot dad. Nice. Yeah, no, smoke. no. I love I love to grass. Yep. Go ahead. Um, and then <laughs> the <laughs> There's a tweet from uh, Yodoya Travis, at Yodoya OT. It says, when Jesus turned water to wine, was anybody like, hey, why did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) We're thirsty. I mean, I know they ran out of wine. (laughs) I like the idea that they just need to, yeah, they're like, yo, we just, we didn't need any of that. But yeah. (laughs) Um, Hey, my man, real quick, can you turn this into some truly mango? A couple tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, Ginny Hogan tweeted, is anything more useless than the option to search price high to low? Uh, Which I've had that same thought. Um, (laughs) Tim Dillon tweeted, I'm scared to look at the UFO news. Uh, UFO was trending 
tweeted, I'm scared to look at UFO news because I imagine it's just an intergalactic pedophile network. Uh, Kevin <laughs> Hansen found that uh, Raisin Bran commercial with the uh, middle-aged, random middle-aged man playing Raisin. People need to check that out. Uh, and then Colin Crawford uh, tweeted, Sometimes you don't realize how much you say ooh la la till they play your 911 call on the local news. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? This is a collab track with oh so many, so many people, but it's it's really Waldo and MC and Sango, who's one of my favorite producers. We played a few of Sango's beats here, here before, and this is a track they're doing together called Made Me, and it's just you know it's just that you know 2020 hip hop uh, that's just good good for the good for the spirit. The beats are you know it's not the typical trap production that we're always hearing right now. But. So you gotta have some good samples And they do So check this one out It's called Made Me Alright Well we're gonna ride out on that The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio For more podcasts from iHeartRadio Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast Or wherever you listen to your favorite shows That is gonna do it for this morning We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending And we'll talk to you then Bye Bye. Thank you, bye I'm like Napoleon Hill rocking Tommy figure. Plotting on seven figures Watch me thinking grow richer Got the elixir of life And share that shit with my niggas Manifested the vision Now they can see the big picture I told her I just want paper You can have rock and scissors What's a plan without wisdom To understand what's your mission Say baby do you remember The 21st of September Love changed the mind of pretenders While chasing clouds away I put my soul in these lyrics That way my thoughts always with you They thought we wasn't official They say a lot if you listening If they snakes hear them hissing We gon' rise it was written Felt like this was predicted Thought we was here to stay but change of plans ho i'm a changed man gotta